Welcome back to the Oz American Aces NFL podcast. As always, joined by our great mate Rory Atkins, our weekly NFL podcast that brings all you Oz Americans the latest and greatest. Rat, how are you, brother? We're going very good, mate. Very good. Um, my fantasy team isn't going that well uh, with Cooper Cup not being able to carry the troops this week. But other than that, all good on the sunny Gold Coast here, Trainer. How are you? I love that. I love that. I'm going well. I'm going better than last week. I reckon I just need to start off by apologizing to every American ace that listens to this podcast. It was the most disgraceful week of tipping and everything I said last week. I reckon the only thing I got right <laughs> was the Giants with Waller and Barkley and me best bet Robinson. But that was a bit of a fluke considering he had about 20 yards and a touchdown in a game that only had 21 points. Um, so I've done a bit more, you know, as, as always, when you're playing footy and you're doing work, you've got to go back to the well. So I've done extra research for this week. I'm not going to say as much this week. I'm going to focus on a few things that I really like um, and try to be a bit more consistent. But last week, I mean, God, I went for a couple of upsets and it was the opposite. And then when I went for the favorites, the upsets happened. Oh, I, I reviewed our podcast, rap, I went for a run around the Hudson here in New York and I just couldn't stop laughing. I said, geez, everything I've said was the opposite. So you know, maybe if you get it, you want to know what's going to happen, just listen to what I say. But uh, no, we've been pretty consistent. You were great last week. And mate, we'll start with our, our best bets. Um, yours went down last leg again. Ayuk had, I think we were messaging each other and I said to you, he's home. He was stuck on oh, the moss. yards. Oh, what's going on there? You needed 20 yards for a collect. Talk to me about how you were feeling. Oh, mate, I thought it was a moral. What was it like? It was 71 yards uh, for the over or 68 or 71 yards for the over. And at halftime, he's come in at 50 odd. And they needed a score. So I'm like, this is just a moral. He's their main whiteout out there. Uh, they had Jennings as well, but Jennings popped up a couple of times on what could have been a couple of Ayuk's catches. And he had one late that uh, he dropped out towards the sideline. I was absolutely shattered for the, uh, well, myself and the fellow aces there because it's two weeks in a row. The last leg has been a wide receiver that's just missed by one catch or so. So we're around the mark. We're around the mark. If you're taking singles, you're going all right. But the um, the all up, uh, no good once again, Tommy. Yeah, well, Amon Ra St. Brown, over six and a half receptions. He had seven. And then you took Palmer for over receptions of 4.5. I think he had five, but he had 133 yards. So those receptions market, you are all over. I generally just go for yards. And then you and then you went for uh, Ayuk, which you probably wish you did take receptions because I think he had five catches, but you had him for over 68 and a half. And I think he went for 59. So uh, very stiff. And then mine was uh, a bit like you, but I was 50%. I went down Brian Robinson, anytime touchdown, he tick. Uh, Jared, awesome. Goff, yeah. Jared Goff, 225 passing yards. He actually went for 270 plus in a really bad game there. And I did think that they'd lose that game. And then Brandon Ayuk for 70 would have lost and Tyler Lockett, anytime touchdown. Once I saw Metcalf go out, I was licking my lips. And what happens? The other two wide receivers that you probably haven't heard of take a catch and get a touchdown. Uh, only 20 points in that game surprised me. A bit of a low-scoring game, uh, which was, yeah, as I said, quite surprising. But that's uh, that's NFL. I did have a good collect, though, Rad. I started my day off well. I had a big go at Ravens and Mark Andrews for National Tight End Week, and I took Lamar for 275 passing because of the uh, Detroit Lions run D. And geez, the hassle, so I was licking my lips at about 2 p.m. at this local bar up the road here, mate. It was just, I think it was like 20, they're up by 28 points at half time. And Lamar was already on 250 yards passing. And 
had everything ticked. So it was a good start. But um, yeah, most of the other games, I could not get near it. Um, but anyway, that's NFL. And this week, we'll start off with some exciting news. The team's on by for week eight. Rat, do you know what teams are on by this week? Just having a scroll through here, mate. Doesn't seem like many, does it? We're back. We're back. We have zero on by, which we love. It's quite unique that there was six last week, but zero on by. So that's very good for fantasy, for having a little bet, and also just viewing more action for the boys. Uh, let's get to the headlines. We won't spend too much time here. More games equals more chatting about the, you know, so we won't waste too much about week seven. But headlines, Purdy in concussion protocol. He will be out. Sam Darnold will start for the 49ers. That'll be big. Seattle have signed ex-Broncos pass rusher Frank Clark. Defense gets a little bit stronger there for Seattle, who have a really strong defense already. And then uh, the other one was Deshaun Watson. He's got the shoulder injury. Um, he's been sidelined, and they're not sure how long, which I don't mind because PJ Walker's looked all right. And then the main one here that I want to discuss with you is the Titans. The Tennessee Titans have pretty much said we're open for business we are ready to go. I don't think they're in a window to win. So they're saying we might need to trade Derek Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. They could be on the trade uh, block. Rat. Let's start with Derek Henry. Let's just focus in on him. Where do you think he would really line up well? And where do you think he's going to go? I'll start off with it's really sad. It's really sad to see someone that's been so good for an organization part ways like this just due to them not being able to make it. And that's when it becomes he's an asset instead of the person there. I'm sure they'd... They'd hate losing him, but they've got to do it for the business. I reckon, as we mentioned last week, I reckon the Bills. They just need something a bit more here. They, they haven't been able to run the ball that well. Uh, Josh Allen looks like he needs a bit of help. There's too much weight on his shoulders at the minute. I'm really liking the Bills. And in the group text, mate, I've heard you mention the Ravens. I, I reckon you're pretty excited to talk about how he can fit in there. Yeah, I like the way you're thinking. I thought there's only one other club that would look well, uh, look well, look good is the Rams. I think the Rams backfield is uh look, it's it's pretty it's pretty hard to pick. I had it cost me my fantasy last week. We picked up Evans, the 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 rookie running back they had on their list. They pick up a couple running backs, one off the couch, Henderson off the couch and start him as the lead back and he has 13 fantasy points and a touchdown. That tells me that they don't trust anyone in that RB room. So Derek Henry to the Rams would make sense. They've got Cup, Nakua, they've got Stafford, they got um, you know, they got Aaron Donald there uh, on defense. They've still got a few players there. I reckon if he was to go there, it's an attractive city. He could play it so far and dominate. I thought that's the third team, but the other two that you mentioned are the ones that are right in that window, especially the Ravens. The Ravens are playing great D and when they've got the ball in their hands, imagine the RPO with Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry. I don't think you could oh. stop them if he goes there. I honestly hope and pray that Derrick Henry goes to the Ravens because I reckon we're right in it this year. Um, so I'm glad you said that, mate. A few other ones for this week. Um, Dawson Knox out. He's going to be out and obviously with the prime time game starting in about three hours time as we record this podcast. Um, so that's probably the only other ones there. There's a few other, you know, I think Chris Alave got done the speeding fine, but I've been looking into that as we were doing some prep and he's still going to play all the, you know, all the games this year. So nothing to be concerned at the moment um, with that one, but I thought that could have been nasty. Very silly considering what happened with Henry Ruggs. Anyway, we won't get into the drama. Let's get into the games for this week. And we start with prime time Thursday night football, 
I've done a little bit more research on this one than normal because we, you know, we get this one over and then we start because everyone might not be able to get on our mail for it. But it's really exciting, this one. And I'll tell you why in a second. It's the Bucks taking on the Bills at the Bills. Rat, what can you tell me? We know the Bills had a stinker and got beat by the Patriots last week. The Bucks went down to Atlanta in a close one. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? I think that, well, as I mentioned last week, I reckon the Bills bounce back, but it's just... The way they're playing at the minute is exactly what people were worried about with Josh Allen and the way they play from the start of the season. They just continue to keep playing that way. Like he just seems like he gets frazzled, rattled. I'm just for the sake of the competition and the way the I feel like the playoffs are going to go later in the year. I just hope that the Bills get going here. Josh Allen needs to use his legs here, find a bit more on the grounds uh, to just really generate a few more passes. I reckon over the top, force the linebackers to come up and chuck a couple deep balls. I reckon it's going to be filled with offense, this one. Tampa's got an underrated defense, but I still feel like the Bills are going to try to get going early because their first halves have been horrendous. Feeling the Bills at home are going to be too good, but I'm expecting some fireworks. What do you think is going to happen? So I've got a little uh, stat on this one, and and this is what I think is going to happen with the game. I think the Bills will win. I think the Bills will have to throw the ball. Um, and I think the Bucks can run the ball against this Bills defense. So here's the stat. The Bills are giving up 3.7 yards after contact per rush attempt this year, which has them as the worst in the league. So I'll say it again. The Bills are giving up. 3.7 yards after contact per rush attempt this year. They are allowing these running backs to get going. The last two weeks, Rashad White and the Bucks have really struggled on the ground. And Rashad White's clearly their best. They've trialed a few other guys on the ground, but he hasn't really got going at all. Their last four weeks, so we'll skip the bye. They've had Philly, New Orleans, Detroit, and Atlanta. He hasn't gone for more than 56 yards on the ground for all of them, but he's had 14, 15, 7, and 13 rush attempts. He gets a green light against Buffalo. I think that they can get some they can get some traction going on the ground. I think Rashad White is one of my best bets for the night. 50, 60, 70, something around there. You could take all of them and keep going up. And then you get a touchdown as well. I think he'll be the goal line back. He is the guy that I think can get generate them. Uh, on offense. On the flip side, the Bills have been struggling the last couple of weeks. And there's a guy that hasn't got near it. And and I think when he gets going, it's Gabe Davis. I, I can't work out why he's not getting enough of the ball. His last two weeks, horrendous. So he had a hundred yards against the Jacksonville Jags and he had a touchdown, mind you, in London. He had a touchdown four weeks in a row. The last two weeks, four targets for three receptions and 21 yards. And then last week, five targets for one catch and six yards. Now, it's not a great matchup, but it's not a terrible matchup. My thought process is Gabe Davis has to get the ball. So I'm thinking touchdown, I'm thinking yards, but I also think digs. And with knocks out, Kincaid becomes a really simple one as well. So this game's simple. The reason I'm talking about it is I'm actually really excited. I think Goblin... And Evans, that you know, they're quite simple at you know at, at wide receiver there for for Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, and then the Bills at home. You'd expect that Diggs gets his hundred yards. Davis is the guy that has to pop up uh, with knocks out in the end zone, and 
as I said, that that what that um that running back little stat I've got for Rashad White, he has no excuses tonight. Um, and with a quick turnaround, right? You know what it's like when you play four day, or you wouldn't know four day breaks, but six day breaks with AFL. The boys are a bit sore, they're a bit tired. You'd think the running back would be fresh because he hasn't had many attempts the last four weeks. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, mate, it seems like you've put a lot into it. It does sound right. Um, I'm really looking forward to that that point you made on Rashad White. Like, they have had stuff all going in the run game, and if they can get that going, one will be it'll be great for your uh, your research, but also great for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, mate. So I hope you're spot on. There you go. As I said, I've done a lot of research in about three or four games. That was one of them. So Bills for me. Um, righto, let's move on. Texans, this is big because you've got the number one and the number two draft pick. Texans taking on the Panthers. What do you like here, Rat? The Texans are three and three and the Panthers haven't won a game yet, but they have the number one pick in Bryce Young taking on CJ Stroud. What do you like here? Yeah, mate, I think it's going to go similar to how they panned out in the first meeting. I reckon Houston win. I just still haven't seen it from Bryce Young yet. Um, CJ Stroud has really impressed me as we've mentioned prior on the pod I reckon on Carolina's side of the ball you don't look any uh, further than Adam Thielen um, I've, yeah not too much to see here I reckon Houston beat Carolina quite convincingly what do you yeah, think? I don't, I don't want to be sitting here tipping roughies but I, I reckon this is a game where you know number one pick gets the number two pick I reckon they can get the win in this game I reckon they've got a good little matchup on the ground but they've been super impressive, the Texans. You'd think Stroud for yards. Um, and I actually really like, is it Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard? Uh, he, he was pretty impressive last week while Sanders missed. It'd be interesting to watch the backfield at the Panthers because uh, I know Miles Sanders, he got paid. But if you look at his uh, his year so far, he's only had the one touchdown. He hasn't had a game over 73 yards. He's only had one game over 44 yards. Hasn't done a lot. Um, and this is a good matchup against Houston on the ground. So, look, not a really interesting game, but I'm really excited to see the one and the two go against each other, Rats. So it should be a good game. Let's move on to the Rams taking on the Cowboys. Big game this one. The Rams are three and four. Very disappointing last week, losing to Pittsburgh. Uh, and the Cowboys are four and two. There's a guy called Tony Pollard who's been very disappointing. I think he's done, you know, for the hype that he had and the way he started, he had two touchdowns in week one, hasn't had a touchdown since. Um, has an amber light matchup here. What are you liking here, Rat? I really like Cup to go off again. It's not too too often you can hold a good man down, especially Cooper Cup. He had seven targets last week for two receptions. They try to force him a bit. And then you saw uh, the opportunities for our boy Puka Nakua pipe up. He had 12 targets for eight receptions and 154 yards last week. Look for him to scheme up cup. Like I reckon it could be a, a massive reception day. Like we're looking at that eight, nine, 10 plus reception day, get him going. Not on anything really down the field, though. Short to intermediate routes where he can really get involved due to their running back play at the Rams. I reckon the Rams can win this one. Dallas haven't really done too much to impress me yet. Their defense is keeping them in games. Dak hasn't set the world on fire at all. Only thrown for two touchdowns once this year. I think the Rams can get Dallas done here. So, yeah, I'm taking that with Cup to play a big role. What do you reckon happens, Trano? I couldn't disagree with you anymore. I think Dallas are going to smoke him. <laughs> I, I, don't, um, I don't agree with you there. And we, we normally are on the same page. 
I think Dallas at home and the way they played on the road last game against the Chargers, they were solid. Their defense is stacked. And and last week's performance wasn't very impressive for mine. I, I reckon Dallas defense can get right after them and their offense is slowly clicking. And as I said, all my eyes has turned on Pollard. I reckon he can get going. Hasn't been, the, the game scripts have been quite unique for Dallas. Um, so hasn't allowed him to, you know, stay on the field and just keep running the ball because they were blowing teams out early. And you've had a few games where, yeah, I, I just think this game's got his name on it. And CD Lamb's last game was super impressive. Watched it live. It was a very simple game. I thought Dak was was pretty impressive. He kept it clean. Um, so, you know, I reckon off the bar, they probably reviewed that. As I said, Dak's last game, he had 30 attempts to 21 completions, one touchdown, um, 272 yards in the air, and he obviously rushed the ball really well. So I like, I really like the Cowboys. And as I said, they've got no running back room, uh, the Rams. They're really leaning on Cooper Cup, Nakua, and Stafford. And I think the Dallas defense will get after them. So looking forward to that game, though, mate. I hope it's a shootout. Um, but I've just picked up Dallas defense off the waivers as well and spent a little bit of fab on them. As, so I'm, I'm hoping they can get after uh, Stafford and the boys. I like the point you made about Cooper Cup, though. You don't keep a good man down, and they should be playing from behind in my eyes. So you should get a few more passing yards and receiving yards for um, for Cooper Cup. Let's move on. Vikings taking on the Packers. You want to talk about impressive and also disappointing? Well, Vikings on, on prime time with Kirk, that was super impressive against one of the best defenses in the league without Justin Jefferson. And then the Packers, they've been Horrific to watch. They're very hard to watch is the main point. I don't know how the fans are going. They're two and four. Love has not looked very good. What do you think happens in this one? I reckon Minnesota win, mate. As you mentioned, Kirk, they're just able to generate so much offense that I don't reckon Green Bay will be able to keep up. Uh, it's actually quite impressive. Everyone talking about whether Kirk gets traded, but they win this. They're four and four. This is a massive divisional game. So I think the Vikings win this, and I don't think you need to look too much further. Like I just, you know what you're going to get from TJ Hawkinson. The last, last three weeks, 11, six, five receptions. And he had two a quiet week before that, but then eight, seven and eight. So with JJ out, he's their, he's their main consistent receiver. You saw Addison, the rookie pop up last week for 123 yards and two tutties. He was very impressive. It looks like he's starting to really find his feet, but uh, what I feel safe with is in Hawkinson's arms. So, Minnesota to win this and Hawkinson to play a big role. What do you reckon happens? Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think Minnesota win. I completely agree with you. Hawkinson, how many times did he go down and you think he was he broke his leg last oh. week? I, I was because you know oh. he, was in, he was in every multi and I had him for seventy yards and I thought, is this bloke? I think he faked the first one, then he hurt himself the second one, then he come on and I'm like, what what is going on here? It was it was outrageous, really. Um, he's got a sore foot, upgraded to limited Thursday. But you'd imagine he'd play. Uh, and then Addison also hurt his foot. Your man, Osborne, was a little bit quiet. Still got a little bit of work. Um, look, I, I think, yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one. The, the the Green Bay Packers, where do you start? Love's been so disappointing. The backfield, you don't... Dylan's been like the lead back. And Watson was injured. Um, he hurt his knee, but he's been participating in drills all week. So how, how fit and available is he? Not sure. It's Minnesota for me. Um and a bit like what you said, Hawkinson and those receivers. Let's move on to the Saints taking on the Colts. I've got a little bit of mail here, Rat, but you can start. What do you like here? And a what bit of think? mail. A yes. bit of mail. Do you oh. want the mail first? Oh, I go the mail, mate. 
Righto. Well, it's more about anyone that's having a bet on touchdowns for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor had six carries and one target in the red zone last week where Moss didn't have a carry or a target at all. So JT is their lead back in the red zone, which is really important to know when you're putting on your multis and you want to get touchdowns because that backfield has looked super impressive. But I feel like this week is the week that we might see a little bit more workload into Jonathan Taylor because he's had three games played already now. And this will be his fourth. And his last two matches, he's had 46 yards receiving and 45 yards receiving. He gets a tough matchup this week against New Orleans. So look for him in the red zone, Rats. Anyway, what do you like in this game? There you go. I really like the looks of uh, Josh Downs, the rookie wide receiver from Indiana. He went for 125 yards last week and a tutty. The week before, he only went for 25 yards off five catches, but had a touchdown in the week before he went for 97. So it looks like Minchu's really found Solace in the rookie wide out there. Oh, New Orleans just have not impressed me one bit. Kamara's got a lot of work, but he's not doing a heap. He busted off a couple of prime Kamara runs last week. But what I'm really, really jumps out to me here is the 14 receiving targets for 12 receptions. So keep an eye out on that closer to Monday morning's games. If he's got a low line around five or six, Carr's just every time he feels pressure, he's shitting himself and just dropping it over the top to Kamara over the line there, and he's picking up four to five yards most times. So I'll I'll be keeping my eyes peeled for that. I think Indiana can still beat uh, New Orleans at home. I, I really like that point on Jonathan Taylor, as we know with all sports, like it takes a while to get your feet under you. I reckon he's going to be a pivotal part in this Indiana offense this week. So I'm going to take the Colts at home, Tommy. I like it. Derek Carr's thrown for 300 yards plus uh, three times this year, but twice the last two weeks. Um, gets a good matchup here. Look, I was really impressed with the way the Colts moved the ball against the Browns. That game was like 70 points. So it was crazy. Uh, there was so much going on, considering that the Browns didn't have any offense. Like if you look at the, it, it was crazy. Like Miles Garrett is just miles ahead of anyone at the moment, in my opinion as Defensive Player of the Year, the things he was doing on defense was allowing their offense to score. And then Minshew was actually showing, like he threw the ball 305 yards in the air for two touchdowns and one pick, but he also rushed two touchdowns himself. It was a it was a pretty impressive performance. And, and like I said, Jonathan Taylor had 75 yards, a touchdown against the Browns and 45 yards in the air. So they've got weapons everywhere, including your man Downs. Uh, I, I thought last week Alave was he had 15 targets for 57 yards. He was really, really disappointing. Looking forward to seeing him again in this one. And as you said, Kamara, I think they're playing from behind. You're right. He's going to get the little check down passes. Um, he was ill this week, but he's been full participant um, in, in Thursday's practice. So I'm actually excited about that one. And hey, this is my other one I wanted to mention about Kamara. Did you know, this is a fun fact, mate, but um, I was looking online uh, earlier and it had this um, had this stat about Kamara and, and C-Mac. And uh, they've actually had the exact, pretty much the exact amount uh, or identical career stats at the same point. So it, it's it's crazy when you, if, like if I told you that, would you believe that? No, I would say he's had at least half. Yeah, it's crazy. So... I'm just trying to get up this. Um, it just lost it on my thing, but it's just loading now. But Kamara and uh, here it is here. So 
So at the moment, they're both on touches. So C-Max had 1,618 touches. Kamara's had more, 1,669. Then you go to scrimmage yards. They've both had 9,300. Kamara's actually had a few more with uh, 9,326. And then TDs, Kamara's had uh, 72 touchdowns and and, and C-Max had 71. So Kamara's got an extra one on him there. And then when you go to carries, Kamara's had an extra 54 uh, carries in his career so far, and he's had an extra 72 rush yards um, with 5,396. So oh, there's more as well. He's had three less receptions, um, and he's had 54 less receiving yards with 3,930. Now, I know there's a lot of numbers there, but I think we've forgot. Like some people have forgotten how good Kamara is, and they're quite, I think they're the same age. So, Considering seven years in with those stats, some people that picked him up in fantasy must be licking their lips. And he's looked fantastic the last three weeks. So for me, all eyes on Kamara out of the backfield and Jonathan Taylor, I really like him out of the backfield as well. But that touchdown element, I'm I'm looking forward to watching that one. Right, I'm going to tip the Colts at home. I'm going to stick with the, the home team. Um, and the Saints gave up a lot last week to ETN. So I think that Jonathan Taylor can rip them. Uh, and get going. You, who'd you tip? Yeah, I got the Colts at home too, mate. Reckon they'll be too good with JT, as you said. Nice, nice. Love it, love it, love it. Let's get back on track here. So now we have the Patriots. Very impressive last week, the Patriots, considering everything we said about them. Two and five, taking on the Dolphins, who I did see this week, Rat, haven't actually beaten anyone significant. Every game they've played with a team above them, they've kind of been beaten. Bills, um, and then last week, the Eagles, their O-line's banged up. Waddle had a back spasm, uh, it's, and their cornerbacks are slowly coming back as they've been injured. What think? What do you think happens in this one? Due to this being at Miami, I still think uh, the Dolphins win, as we mentioned last week, uh, taking them down to Miami in the heat and beating up on them down home. Similar recipe for success, mate. These games usually throw a bit of a curveball. You remember when, uh, when Tom Brady was playing for the Pats and Miami pretty well won on the last... Weird shit. Yeah. Weird shit happens in these games, mate, but I'm, I really like what Mike McDaniel's doing in the offense and especially against the teams that uh, aren't going so well here. Tyreek Hill didn't train yesterday, but they said he was at training today and participated fully. He's having an outstanding season. Look for him to get another double digit target and reception game. Um, New England still aren't. Yeah. They played well last week. Still, Still got a couple more uh, performances like that to really, really win me over, Tommy. So I reckon Miami win this one at home. Like it. The player that I really have been impressed with this year, and I've been putting him in a few multis, is Kendrick Bourne. He's clearly one of their their lead receivers. I feel like him and Mac have a um a, you know great relationship, and he's been really consistent. So I think he will go well as a you know as a receiver for the Pats. Um, but most it's probably one of my better bets this week. It does say that he hurt his ankle, but he's been upgraded to limited Thursday. You never know with these injury lists because they do name everything that happens. But yeah, most that gets a really good matchup. He, he went for five. You know how last week we said, you know, the Eagles stopped their run game. He still went for five yards per carry. So yeah, they might've stopped him, but he still had nine attempts for 45 yards. So if they get on top and he can get his usual, you know, 17, 18 attempts, he's going to go bananas um, and score a touchdown. So I've got him for a big game, considering if he's fit. And your man, Tyreek Hill, oh, he is. He was quiet last week, but he didn't really get an opportunity. He only had the six 
six attempts and targets, sorry, for six receptions and 63 yards. I think we'll see him get going um, this week. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be able to stop him, even though they were quite impressive last week. But it's clear for me, the Dolphins at home, I really like them at home and excited to see them go bananas. So let's move on now. This game, right? I'm going to this game. I hope you're excited. The the weather's good. This happens once every four years. It's the Jets at the Giants at MetLife. Now, both quarterbacks and uh, offenses haven't been flying, but Saquon's looked really good. Waller had a fantastic week last week when he went for 98 yards. And I think Brees Hall is set up to go absolutely ballistic. Here's me stat on this one. This is my third one I told you about. So RBs have scored three touchdowns. Sorry. RBs have scored a touchdown in three of the last four games against the Giants. Kenneth Walker went well, A-chain and Mostert both scored a touchdown. The Bills played them in that primetime game where there was no points really. And Robinson last week scored a touchdown in what you would say was a really disappointing performance. Brees Hall's training wheels are off. He went crazy the last game he played. I think he had 68% snap share. It was the most he'd had on a season. It was a season high. This game is also set up because Giants are giving up, I think, the second most uh, you know, to running backs. I am saying this is my best bet of the week. I've been pretty consistent with my best bets, and this one is one of them. So, Brees Hall, if you've got him in fantasy, fire him up. If you're going to have a little prop bet, get him on yards, get him for touchdowns. I feel like the whole offense will go around Brees Hall. And as we know, Garrett Wilson will get off the play action. So, Rat, that's my take. I'm tipping the Jets. I'm going to be wearing Jets. I know it's an away game. I'm rocking Jets. I don't care if they boo me. I'm not doing what happened again with the Chargers and Dallas Cowboys. But uh, this is Jets, Jets, Jets for me. What do you think is going to happen? Mate, I reckon it's going to be a genuine arm wrestle. I really like that point. I'm looking at Brees Hall's stats here. Uh, From week one, snap percentage, 31, 34, 49, 44, 52, 66. They have ramped him up nicely, and he'll be ready to go coming off a bye here. Wouldn't be surprised if he plays three quarters of the snaps this week, which gives him a great opportunity to go bananas. What I did notice with the Giants last week is they just blitzed pretty well every second play. Like they were just getting after the quarterback. And we know what Zach Wilson's like with this offensive line and under pressure. That's the only reason why I think this game's going to be a genuine arm wrestle. If Brees Hall can snap off a couple runs, that will uh, sway the game in the Jets' favor. But I reckon the Giants can win this due to what I saw on the defensive end last week. They were able to put the QB under enormous amounts of pressure. And then we know their offense is quite clunky, but it all weighs on uh, Quads Barkley as well. So look for Quads and Brees to both have cracker games here and be the pivotal part in both offenses. But I reckon the Giants get up in this one. Giants. Well, I'm taking you on. I'm going the Jets and Brees Hall. I honestly think Brees Hall can go for 150, but I'll be having a little wager on him for 100 and a touchdown. I think he can go off. And Barkley will be getting the ball in the backfield receiving uh, the only receiver that I've liked is Robinson. He was quiet last week and Waller went crazy with his 19 points in fantasy, which was awesome to see considering he's in one of my leagues. Righto, let's move on. Looking forward to that one. The Jags taking on the Steelers. The Steelers, I think they've got the second least 
scrimmage yards and they're four and two. I think Arizona is the worst. How, how are they doing it? They're, I cannot stand how they keep winning. And I'm not a hater. I just don't think they're that good, but they continue to win. Their coach Tomlin is a guru. You've got to be so impressed with them. They, they just get it done. It's like the last quarter. They just flick a switch. Pickens comes alive and away they go. What do you think happens in this one, considering the Jags are five and two and on the road? Oh, you're you're right, mate. They're, they're a hard watch, but Kenny Pickett, like he was in college, he's just like, he's just a winner. That's the thing. You think he's playing that shit, they're about to drag him, but then he ends up getting them across the line. They're like, how good is this bloke? He's just intangibles. He mightn't have played that well, but he just manages to manage the game in a way that they just get across the line at the end. Jacksonville, really impressive at five and two, as you said. Christian Kirk, I thought with Ridley coming to the Jags that he was going to uh, find a uh, wide receiver two spot, but he has emerged in the last month as their wide receiver one. He's gone for 90, 50, 78, 84 yards with two tutties in that. And Ridley has dropped right off. I, I, like at the start, we saw when he got there, they force fed him the ball, but he's gone one catch, four catches, seven catches, two catches in the last four games. He hasn't, he hasn't been playing that well. So Kirk is on fire and Eddie N has been absolutely abnormal. So I still think Jacksonville can win this. I reckon they have too many uh, weapons on offense. And one of these games where Pittsburgh aren't playing as well as what they should, I reckon they're just due to lose one, mate. So I reckon Jacksonville will win this one. How do you reckon this one goes? I agree. I, I think Jags win this game. What's What's been crazy, just from a schedule point of view, and I, I just want to triple check this is right, um, that they're playing. I'm just going to double check the schedule here, right? Because I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, unless you've got it in front of you there, but this one's definitely at the Steelers, isn't it? This is at Steelers. Yeah. So they've just been in London for two weeks, the Jags. Then they've got come home, played the Saints in New Orleans and beaten them. And now they're on the road again, playing the Jags. Uh, sorry, playing um, the Sorry, my phone's just like playing the Steelers. It's quite bizarre that their schedule has them like not at home in any of those, you know, like obviously they had one home game in London, but there's a lot of travel. Uh, and I wonder if that takes a toll. I don't think so. I think they've shown that anywhere, anytime kind of mentality. So I'm going to be looking for, for ETN, who's, by the way, scored two touchdowns three games in a row. And I know if our man Joe Watson's listening in our, in our Aces uh, Fantasy League, he traded him three weeks ago. So he hasn't been enjoying his work at all, um, which would be hard to see considering he's doing nothing early in the year. The point you made about Ridley, I'm going to follow him up. I just don't think that, I mean, you saw last week, he had four targets, man. He wouldn't, they wouldn't target him. And I reckon this week, Kirk's going to get a little bit more attention in the slot. He can't just keep letting him run around and do his thing like he did last week. And if they do, well, maybe that's the key to success. They just tie up, you know, they don't worry about Ridley. But I think Ridley's going to get worked into the game. And you saw when he did throw him the ball, I think the ball was outside him. He took a one-hand scream and his foot was on the line. And he couldn't do much else about it. So when you do throw him the ball, he makes a play. I, I think Ridley will fire up and he does have a good matchup here. I'm looking forward to this one. It's uh, it's the Jags for me. As I said, I, I don't think the Steelers are that good, but they keep proving me wrong. So let's just, uh, I'm going to stick with me guns, but I've been really impressed with Pickens. I think Pickens has been really good and um, anyone that picked him up in fantasy would be super impressed with the way he's been going about it. Um, actually looking forward to that one. I hope there's some points put up. I know their offense has been struggling a little bit, the uh, Steelers, but they looked all right last week. Righto. A little bit of an average game. The Falcons taking on the Titans at Tennessee. Uh, what do you think here? 
But at Tennessee, Tannehill not in. We saw before the bye him go off with an ankle injury and saw Malik Willis coming in under centre. But the quarterback, Will Levis, seems to be named as a starter here. So first game for the highly touted rookie quarterback that was meant to go around the likes of Anthony Richardson. Was he going to go before him to the Colts and ended up dropping to the end of the first round? That seems to be named starter, the bloke who has mayonnaise in his coffee. What a weirdo. Um, <laughs> so... If Atlanta win this, they go to five and three, and that would be the least impressive team at five and three in the comp. But with who they've got at quarterback, Tennessee in his first game, I feel like Atlanta can win this. They've fired up the pass game recently with Drake London and Cole Pitts. We, we called and they answered, mate. He went for 54 yards last week, but got seven targets the week before 125. Bijan didn't play much last week. He had an illness and they didn't name him. So he was in a few of the little bets there. And then he's uh, got out in the field for one snap. I was absolutely livid. I think there's not too much to see here. I reckon the Falcons win quite convincingly due to Tennessee not being able to generate too much offense, Tommy. Well said, mate. I can't agree with you anymore. And I was filthy, filthy with the Bajan Robinson thing. I think it was one of those same gamers I put on and he was the only one I, I didn't get. And I was watching the game at the you know, at the pub. Or and he's just standing there with a the helmet on. Yeah. And I just was looking next to me, dad and dad goes, what's going on? Cause he, you know, I go, this bloke is a star and he's not, he hasn't had a touch. He had one touch for three yards. He didn't get a reception. I was going and I, I had him for receptions. I, I thought that their run day was amazing. Tampa Bay. So I was going, he's going to get catches. He didn't get anything. And then I was watching him throw it to all these other blokes, like Patterson and Algier. I was so confused. So I hope they get fined thousands for that. That was a disgrace. All the fantasy players out there, not how can they not put him on the injury report? It's just a disgrace, rat. But um, <laughs> but anyway, gets a tough matchup again against the run. So I think a few catches in the backfield is what I'll be looking for in this game. But I, I I'll be very surprised if the Titans win that one, considering all the rumors around Henry and Hopkins. And if you do have a running back, I reckon that Spears. He's looked really good. So if you if you want to pick up someone off the waivers, I reckon Spears is a little sneaky one there if they get rid of Henry. Uh, they might like something with that that player there. So, yeah, interesting. Um, that's easy one, that one. Let's go to Eagles taking on the Commanders. The Eagles were amazing last week, 6-1. and one. They are genuine contenders again, and they're looking to maybe, you know, they've just – I think they just got the Titans uh, cornerback or – whatever was did you see that last trade they i can't remember what his name was but they've strengthened their defense and one of titans um pro safeties or someone i can't remember his name here i need to get my notes back up but i don't care too much about defense i'm caring about offense right now and the commanders are stinking it up eric the enemy isn't he meant to be the man what's going on with their offense it's putrid and their man how have you seen the stat on how with the man of times he's been hit Oh, it was 40 sacks in the first seven weeks, most ever through the first seven weeks of a season. But that that is due to the way he plays and the offensive line, a mixture of both. But 40 times, I don't fuck knows how he's still standing up, Tommy. Right, right. Last year, the most sacked quarterbacks in 2022, the number was 55, and the players, Russell Wilson and Justin Fields. This year, through seven weeks, Sam Howe, 40. Like the man ain't gonna be alive. He's on track for seven. Uh, he's on pace for ninety-seven sacks against. I mean, seriously, what are, do they not like him? I feel like it's Adam Sandler coming in the longest yard when he when he tries to throw the game and he comes in and just coughs it. Like <laughs> do these folks care about him. Oh, they need to sort out that O line. And yeah, you'd think it's gonna be pretty tough this week against Philly. 
what their defensive line can do. And they just keep sending these dogs all the way to the quarterback. That's why I reckon Philly just win this quite convincingly. Hurts, look, it doesn't seem like he's set the world on fire, but he's, he's clocked 20 fantasy points every week, but one and only finished outside uh, QB 10 once this season. Like, it doesn't seem like he's fully hit his straps yet, but he just continues to put up these numbers. It, it's it's insane. So I reckon Philly win this. Um, yeah, not too much to see here. I don't reckon they can generate the offense on this Philly defense. I can't skip over the fact that AJ Brown, I think, is setting a record this week. He's gone one, two, three, four, five games uh, with 125 receiving yards. Um, he is going off, and he gets a great matchup. This Washington, this Washington defense. We talked about it last week, and it was one of the only things I think I thought I said really well that I thought Waller and the receiving corps of the Giants can expose Washington, and that's exactly what they did. Um, with Waller's best game. Their corners are giving up a lot. Remember DJ Moore went for that big game and now you got the Philly. He's going for a record here. Uh, and the only other player that I've been really disappointed, Devontae Smith, he's dropped right off. He hasn't had more than 50 yards in three weeks. He hasn't had a touchdown since week two. So I keep I keep having a go at him. But this week, I think this week's got to be the week. I think Devontae Smith is due, uh, and I'm looking forward to both of them. This will be a good game. I've got nothing to talk about with Washington, uh, except for Robinson, who's been really disappointing, and he gets a run defense that is even tougher. So this is Eagles for me. They'll be flying high. I won't even waste my time on the commanders. Now, the Browns taking on the Seahawks. This is shaped up to be a cracker. Four and two, both teams. Browns gave up a lot of points last week, and their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was uh, obviously he's out. Seahawks just acquired Clark, as we saw. Their offense didn't have Metcalf. I will check now if he's playing. But, Rat, what do you think is going to happen here? It says that DK Metcalf practices fully, so he should be back with the hip. Uh, They're looking pretty good, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, What do you think happens here? This will be their toughest so far. Yeah, Seattle do look good, mate. It's an uncharacteristic game from the Browns last week on defense with how many points they gave up, as you mentioned. I reckon they can bounce back from that. I reckon the Browns give them a shake here. The line's three and a half. I reckon they can cover that. That's obviously just a field goal for those at home. Um, I think I think the Browns win this. Like, as you mentioned before as well, I'm so impressed with Miles Garrett. He's gone to another level. He's always teetered on top three or five defensive players in the comps per year, but I reckon it's just his to be lost now. He's an absolute menace considering how the Browns are playing on offense and being able to stay in the game. It's mainly based around Miles Garrett. I reckon the Browns win this one, mate, and look for Kareem Hunt to get over. He, he's been um, he's been their workhorse on the goal line uh, for the last couple of weeks now. So Cleveland for me, what do you think happens? Nice. Oh, well, I've given up on Lockett. So you know what's going to happen this week. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get a touchdown. I can't keep back on him, man. So I, I, I don't mind what you said. You'd think their review would be all around their defense. Um, and with PJ Walker starting, I like it when he plays. I reckon they, I don't know. I just I feel like he's better to watch. He's more consistent. Um, it says green light, but Seattle's defense is good. They've got some great corners and and their players. And Amari Cooper was the one that I was a bit rattled with last week. He had eight targets, but only two catches for 22 yards. He's pretty quiet considering he had a hundred yards the week before. You can't keep that man down for too long. Um, yeah. Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. The matchups, Amber. I, you know what, man? I don't really know. I don't know. And uh, if I was going to lean some way, I, I kind of think, yeah, oh, gee whiz. I normally take the home team in these ones, but how can you tip against the Browns with that defense? 
look, the Browns bring their defense. They've brought besides from last week. I'll go with the Browns. Um, but yeah, really excited about that game. And I'm excited about this next game. Man, these games are pretty good this week. We've got the Bengals taking on the 49ers. We just spoke about Purdy's in concussion protocol. Debo Samuel's out. They got beat by Minnesota. And Bengals coming off a bye, which I don't really like normally. Uh, what do you like in this one? And does AU get going? You know, he hasn't had a touchdown since week one. I was a bit surprised he didn't get some work. But Cincinnati's corners are pretty good. Not a great matchup for him. The ma- the matchup for the... Uh, for the well, the best matchup, I believe, has to be has to be Jamar Chase after seeing what Addison did and what Kirk Cousins was able to do in the air. You'd think that Jamar Chase gets to light up in this game. What do you like? Yeah, you are right, mate. Um, you can see last week when uh, San Fran didn't have all of their weapons with uh, Debo Samuel adding to that to that array. Uh, they didn't really know what to do. It seems like Brock Purdy won't play and Sam Darnold would start. You know, you know what that means. Sam Darnold, any Tom TD to rush one over or fumble one over and jump on it like last year, Trano. Yeah. But I reckon, I reckon the Bengals can win this one. I reckon they're just ripe for the picking Sam friend now after the way last week went. Um, they looked a bit scattered, um, as you mentioned, when when they got into the arm wrestle, they just couldn't come through. So I reckon this is a game with Cincinnati sitting three and three to really establish themselves after a slow start as one of the best teams in the comp because they have been rolling their last couple outings. So Oregon Cincinnati can win this. And as you mentioned, backfield last week, uh, looks like a great matchup for Jamar Chase. Like it, mate. Like it. I think this is the game that if Joe Burrow wins, everyone starts talking about them just winning for the rest of the season. That division is cracker, mate. you got... The Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. Like, it is one of the best in the uh, league, in my opinion. And it's so important to win because you don't want to fall behind because only three can go through. Uh, actually, can they all go through? Did we say all of them go through last year with the NFC East? I think we did. Anyway, maybe that's a discussion. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's open up that way this year as well. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think you're right. And I'll, Jamar Chase just... I'm looking forward to watching him. What Addison was doing last week has to give them some confidence. I uh, can't believe it, but yeah, I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the Bengals against the 49ers. I think they can get going. Now, time for your Bears. Two games to go, guys. The Bears taking on the Chargers, and Justin Fields he leaves the lineup, and um, your man. You can talk about him, Tyson Bajan. Get one from one. He is. He was impressive. He got the ball going. He moved the offense. That's all we want to see, moving the offense. He only went for 162 yards and one TD in the air. But he got the win, and that's all that matters. Can he do it again? The guy that was impressive was Deontay Foreman. Three touchdowns, 89 yards on the ground, and 31 yards in the air. He was enormous out of the clouds, just off the waivers, uh, probably off the couch. Uh, but does it all stop this week? The Chargers are two and four. They need a win. Oh, mate. The Chargers, as I texted you when that game was going on against the Chiefs, Chargers are just going to charge. Like the way that game went, we've only had a small sample size this year, but a couple of them gone that way as well. And they had the last couple seasons. Like Herbert really needs to pull his finger out. You can see all the talent, all the arm strength there. But look, as, as we mentioned, a game manager and just a winner in Kenny Pickett, someone like that is just able to win games. And then you see this bloke out here looks like an absolute stud and just can't get his team across the line. When How much is coaching? How much is Herbert? Who knows? And Badgett, uh, there's so many storylines here. 
Like, it's great that the Bears are winning, but him being able to just win a game like that and manage a game, as we mentioned, like Kenny Pickett before, to just win, it throws a spanner in the works. Do they do they keep him there and try shop fields because it just seems like he cannot get it done and it's not clicking? Or who knows? Like, I don't know whether I want the Bears to win this one. Like, I, do I want Badgett to lose and then you get fields back in and they give it another, like, another couple months with fields to see whether he's up to it? Or do they try trade fields and get some assets and try to get this Caleb Williams coming out of the draft? Who knows, mate? I reckon the Chargers just uh, – Fuck, from watching sport over my life, I reckon the Chargers just win this one. They have to win it. Look for Herbert to go off. Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, they're, they're working their way down the field and look great. But I don't I don't really want either team to win just to see what happens. But I think the Chargers win this one at home. Tommy, what do you think happens? Oh, mate, one of my locks just head to head. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry about that rant. It's just, I'm just emotional about both of them because, fuck, I want them both to do well. But anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah, no, I just think charges locked. One dollar twenty three is not much value, but they just can't lose this game. It's at home. They've been horrific, um, and I don't rate the I don't rate Chicago at all. And I think there's a bit of hype around the quarterback that I would not be surprised if he gets put back into his paces. And there's a pick six, and just this is a blowout. So, look, Eckler, Palmer, Allen, that's all I'm looking at. I think all of them can score. But, you know, the one that hasn't scored in the last two weeks is Eckler. Um, so I would be shocked if he doesn't score in this game. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on because it's it's pretty simple. Palmer was really impressive last week. Now, Chicago, they look good because they played a team. The team's called Las Vegas Raiders. I cannot stand the head coach. I will say it and I'll say it again. He had Tom Brady underneath him and made him famous. He's done nothing without him. He is now playing Detroit. Detroit just got spanked, like absolutely spanked by my Ravens. And when a team gets spanked and they've got a coach that they have and a team that they do, I expect one of the biggest responses. It's prime time, Monday night football. They're at home. This has just got, oh, there's a lot of dramas here for Las Vegas. Put it that way. I think Detroit's another lock. Um, I don't I imagine they're not paying much. Don't even know the odds aren't even out yet here with the screen I'm looking at. The Detroit Lions, uh, Gibbs got a touchdown. He got his first touchdown last week. Your man Amon Ra St. Brown still gets his seven receptions in a game where they struggled. Uh, but this one is just all Detroit for mine. What do you think? All Detroit, mate. And as I mentioned last week, due to Montgomery being out and what we saw the week before, we mentioned Amon Ra, a lot of short to medium routes to compensate for the run game. He had 19 targets last week in that role for 13 catches. So if Montgomery does not play and Jameer Gibbs does play and he's the main back, look for Gibbs. Gibbs has a lot of catches as well. So look for uh, Amon Ra for the reception market again. Like he's going to get at least he's going to get at least fifteen targets and I reckon ten catches because at the start Goff was a bit off with the pressure that was coming from the Ravens. So look for Amon Ra to have that sort of game as well with high receptions. And if Monty doesn't play, see if you can wangle uh, Jared Goff passing attempts over in as well. So Amon Ra receptions over and then attempts over for Goff as well. That was money for Jam or is money for jam while Montgomery is out because they're not running the ball as much as what they should be. They're passing it to compensate for that lack of run game there. So I reckon Detroit win and uh, look for those two things to happen in this game. Nice. 
I think the game script's simple. I think Gibbs is the lock of the week. Montgomery didn't train today with his ribs. I think he'd be missing again. Why would you risk him in a game like this when you've got Gibbsy who just went for 110 scrimmage yards last week? Gibbs, line him up. He's going to get – you know what? They're very consistent on the goal line, and he is the main back. So Gibbs for another touchdown. I think Amon Ra will be the player that gets him in the air. And then on the receiving end for um, the Raiders, it's it's Devontae Adams for mine. Myers has been super impressive. He's had 61 and 50 and scored a touchdown three weeks in a row. Devontae Adams has not scored a touchdown since week three. So he's the one that I like, and I'm praying that Jimmy G is back. It says that he should return to practice on Thursday, um, which is today, so we need to get another report. But um, if Jimmy G is back, I expect Devontae Adams to get a lot of yards and a touchdown but it's all Detroit for mine. Right, that up. That's all the games. There's so many games. Hey, with- whoa, 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 whoa! That is not all the games, big fella. You were halfway into the big spiel on the right ra- uh, the Raiders. I was going to pull you up, but you've left your Ravens out against oh, the wow. Cardinals, and you've left your Chiefs out against the Broncos. Wow, mate. wow, wow, wow. Those lines. I have two. I did this last week. We missed. We missed the Broncos and the um and the, and and the Packers. Right. Thank you for the accountability. I was actually testing you. I bet time you passed the test. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, while we're on that one, we've got the Ravens and the Cardinals. And I just wanted to say I watched that game intently last week against the Lions. And Lamar Jackson's passing game has gone to an absolute another level. As we saw last week, he threw for three hundred and fifty-seven passing yards and three tutties, and he just he just looks outstanding, mate. Usually they usually say the run game frees up the passing game, but as we saw him being able to generate the passing game first, when when they got the fourth down, third down, and they needed a couple yards, Lamar was just able to just rush for five to eight to ten yards and just pick up another first down after first down, which really generated. Oh well, it was just demoralising for for Detroit's defense uh, with the Ravens just being able to stay out on the field. So before you get into it, I just wanted to say that I reckon the Ravens win this against the Cardinals. I don't think there'll be too much to say. Um, Ravens for mine. Jackson looks outstanding. Odell Beckham questionable with a shoulder. Like he's always questionable. I just want to see him fit and available every week, but he looked really good (laughs) watching him live early in the game. Flowers is clearly the most impressive wide receiver, uh, 75 yards, but, but yeah, it's it's hard to pick who's going to get the touchdowns. I must say, in this in this offense, uh, mate, this is lit up for Lamar to go off again. And I will say, level your expectations. He had three hundred and fifty-seven yards uh, passing last week. Um, the, what's his name? Gus Edwards caught a ball and went for eighty yards in one play. <laughs> so take the eighty yards off. It's probably not as big of a day at the office. Um, but Lamar Jackson, I mean, wow, like just a really impressive game. It didn't have to do anything in the second half because it was already game over. I can't believe I've missed these two games. I just realized what I did. I'd made a mistake. I went from sleeper to ESPN. Um, yeah, this is easy, man. The Ravens are just going to go bananas. And I think he's 16 and one against sides in the NFC. So little fun fact for all our Aces listeners. This should be a nice game. And he has Seattle next week. So I hope, hope he makes it 18 and one. Uh, let's go over to the Chiefs and Broncos. This one's at Broncos. They looked a little bit better last week, but look, they're still hard to watch. Sutton and uh, Sutton was the main man. He had 76 yards and a touchdown. That makes it Sutton's had five touchdowns this year. So if you're having a little wager on uh, who's going to get him, it's him. Williams in the backfield. He had his 15 carries for 82 yards. 
but I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in the Chiefs. Rashi Rice was the touchdown scorer. He's been very good. He's been getting targeted a fair bit. Uh, his last two games, 72 yards and 60. But Kelsey, it's all about Travis Kelsey. His numbers with Mahomes at halftime, I was in shock, mate. And I couldn't believe that I'd put the same game multi on and I didn't put much in, around him because I thought he's got the tweaked ankle. I think I come on here last week and said, I'm a bit concerned about his ankle. Well, when Tay-Tay's in the house, we know the stat. He averages 99 yards. He is a superstar and you can't look by, even if he's on one ankle. So, mate, Patrick Mahomes will get the job done here. Rat, what are we missing? Is there anything that we should be talking about? No, mate, you have not missed a thing. I'll just, in watching that game, you see a lot of Kelsey's routes. Like, they're not the actual route. It's when Mahomes scrambles, he just knows, like, he just looks for him. He comes back to the center, gets his gets his way in between two defenders, just comes back to the middle, and Paddy just zings one across his body to Kelsey standing there by himself, and he turns and runs for five yards. They just I, I don't know, mate. If, if you were playing footy there, right, wouldn't you just have one player dedicated to Kelsey? I know it's easier said than done. We don't know all the intricate details of the game, but just send someone to him, and when Mahomes scrambles, just follow him. Like he just finds these spaces. They go, the defense goes into a zone and he just plonks himself in a big gap and just picks up 20 yards after 20 yards. I'm not sure. How, how would you stop it, Tommy? Oh, yeah, not sure. I mean, it, it, I, I feel like the, when I watch Travis Kelsey, I think you should just, like in our, in our game, AFL, you would dedicate a player to just run next to him the whole time. And I was watching it and I'm going, how is no one on Travis Kelsey? Like he's always on his own. And I get the broken play, but if someone's following Travis Kelsey, and just purely focusing on him, Mahomes has to make a play somewhere else. Obviously, their schemes don't do that. I just can't believe how he's always open. And it's, it's got me it, – we're not NFL, you know, we didn't play NFL, but we watch it. And I just think, why is no one running with him like a corner? Like, there should be a corner on him just running around with him. But he just he's just too good. And, you know, he's got to give you flowers. Mahomes is so good as well. It's crazy, man. I It's got me it, – it really does confuse me because I think if I was defending – if I was a defensive coordinator, I'd be saying, let's just put all our eggs into, into Kelsey and let's see what they can do. I mean, obviously, they've got to be a speed up there in the field. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's 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 amazing to watch. And he just gets getting better and better. What is he, 34 years old? It's crazy what they how good Travis Kelsey is. Um, the last guy I'll say here is Pacheco. I think he was quiet last week. Mahomes decided to put on a clinic. I reckon this week he might run the ball a little bit more. And uh, yeah, look for Pacheco. I think the way when he runs, he runs hard and every yard. Right. Anything else to add? Have I missed any games? I apologize for missing those two games. I'm glad you picked me up on them. No, we're on, mate. We're on all ticked off. few good insights there from you, mate. I reckon we'll get him out and we won't do as many this week. You did a good job as opposed to mentioning one bet in each game or two bets in each game. We'll get it. We'll crunch your numbers and get our, um, our best ones up, our best couple. That's it, mate. Well, I think this will come out a bit after Thursday night football. But, yeah, keep your eyes on Rashad White, the running back for the Bucks. Should get a good matchup. And Gabe Davis for a touchdown and a few more yards than he's been doing. Um, I'm excited for that. And then my other one is Kamara and JT. I think JT for a touchdown and Kamara receiving yards. But my best bet of the week, right? I'm going to say it again. My best bet of the week. Brees Hall goes nuts. So whatever you think that means, you do. You want yards, take yards. You want touchdowns, take touchdowns. If you want it all, you want the Jets to win like I'll be taking it. I'm going off the Jets for me, mate. It's all about the Jets. I can't wait to be there live. Rat, 
thank you for your time. I uh, appreciate it. To everyone listening, we appreciate your support. We see the numbers growing every week. The game's getting bigger. I saw a stat over here. I think it's prime time NFL, Monday night football, 18 plus million viewers. They had World Series semifinal game seven. I think it was Texas v. Houston. They only had six million. NFL is the biggest game in the world and there's a reason for it. It's the greatest game of all. So great to see the numbers are rising everywhere, right? That's me. I'm done. As always, if you're going to the races and you're going to you know, sit in the sunshine, Rick's Eyewear, we've got our discount code. Use the discount code ACES. I'll give you the red hot tip right here exclusively because I've got the Shopify account. There's not many Soho cherries left. They're my favorite. They're our best seller. Get online, use our discount code ACES. Grab a pair of Soho cherries before they sell out. I think there's 50 left and I'm not bullshitting you. So get online and grab them. And if you're heading to some sport, our friends at Sports Where I Am have the discount code for 10% off. Use ACES at checkout and you'll save some money. All right, right. That's all I've got. As always, mate, thank you. Good luck. And I'll see you next week. See you then, Tommy. 